0: Cool tools with Craig and Lars. The Cool Tools Show is brought to you by the Recruiting Daily Network, the world's largest community of recruiting industry news and content. And here's your host, Craig and Lars.
1: This is the Cool Tools Show, where it's all about cool tools, apps, tips, and tricks to make your life and work easier. I'm Craig Fisher. My co-host, as always, is Lars Schmidt. Our guests today are Ted Coignet and Vidar Brecky. Ted and Vidar uh, work on a cool app called Metal that Lars and I have been playing with. And Metal allows you to grab a snippet from any site you're on and instantly post it to the Metal app app page as well as any social network that you want to and we figured out that you can even grab the code and embed it on your website so that you have your medals running in a stream. Very cool app. Uh, So Ted, Vidar, tell me about how you guys got going on this and uh, and what the story is.
2: A lot of people who I was interacting with on a daily basis knew what my expertise and skills were, but very few others, because when it comes to, um, you know, building, uh, you know, reputa- reputation uh, as somebody who knows his stuff or her stuff, um, your reputation often precedes you through the content that you create around yourself, your persona and, and the projects you work on. And I find myself um, being too busy to kind of document what I was working on, too busy to share my expertise. And, and what happened was that a lot of people who became known as, you know, the gurus in their industry, they were bloggers because they realized that it's all about creating content. Content is what gets you discovered on social networks, and search engines is what people refer to you and talk to you. And I realized I need to start creating content as well and tried blogging, and blogging was fun until I had to write my second blog post, which I realized you know, I really don't have the time or skills to do, and, and a lot of my colleagues uh, have the same issue, is that uh, they, they love the idea of, of sharing their perspectives and opinions because they have plenty of them, but never found the time or the medium to do it. Long story short, what we realize is that um, one place where we are not really taking advantage of, of sharing our opinions is when we're consuming content, which we do a lot of, and the perspectives on what we have, uh, the perspective we have on what we read is really our intellectual properties, really where our expertise comes to play. And we thought, if we can just find a way to create a blogging platform that has nothing but perspectives on what you read, then at least those people who don't have the time to really, you know, write a long-form blog post get a chance to take a position on content that other people have written. And through that, showcase their insights and expertise, you know, a long way of basically saying, you know, um, I don't have time to write the blog post, but I I have an opinion on something I read.
1: We we try to encourage people to blog, right? I mean, in our industry, that's that's what we do. We say anyone can blog. It's easy. Just even put down somebody else's blog and write your thoughts about it. But really, honestly, you find that not everyone is good at that or wants to be good at that or can't even do it. Or has the time?
3: If, well, that- if, I could, if I can jump in here, see, um, I'm going to quote Vidar. Uh, he said, "This is Ted Coyne. He said, no man is an island, and his his blog post shouldn't be either.' Which probably he was more eloquent, but but that's the thing, you know. So first of all, there's a lot of people who try to write blog posts, and they're just not very good at it, and that's okay. They've got skills elsewhere, you know. Writing has to be a kind of a lifelong hobby." as well as a, a profession for some of us. But the other thing is, you write a great post and it just collects the, you know, the noise of crickets. Because let's face it, you haven't got uh, a column in Forbes and even some of those don't get, a, get much attention, believe it or not. So you know, what are you gonna do? If blogging is not for everyone. Blogging is for people who just you know, take to it, who, who have a professional reason maybe, or a hobby, a passion. But it's not for everybody. So when uh, when you know, I found Metal, VDAR explained it's blogging for the other 99% for the, for the people who aren't blogging and probably never will be. And, and their company doesn't want to pay them to be a blogger or to learn how to be a blogger.
1: Do you have to be an expert on anything in particular to use Metal?
2: No, uh, just like you don't have to be an expert on anything to be a blogger. Um, <laughs> Boy, you know, that's a
3: fact. <laughs> which one might argue is part of the problem, but go ahead. <laughs>
2: yeah, now, uh, although we did design it uh, with the intention that there are experts out there that don't have a voice, and, um, and, and the, the, the idea that you're taking position on something requires some expertise. And so as opposed to blogging, which a lot of people find hard because it's just long form, um, uh, curating content or commenting on articles is, ex- is a hard as well for people who don't have expertise because you're asked to take a position on something. Right. And, and uh, you can't really do that without having some insight. So the bar has been raised in terms of creating quality content requires you to actually know something but the bar has been lowered in the sense that you can now express yourself
0: in two minutes instead of two hours mm-hmm. and how I'm curious you know how do you guys approach perhaps somebody who is interested in getting more involved they, they have a point of view that they're developing they want to be able to share but you know maybe they don't have experience with blogging maybe they don't have uh, an active kind of curatorial sense right now in terms of knowing where to find the types of content that might appeal to the audience that they're trying to build or the audience they are trying to reach. Do you have any plans with Metal to um, actually make kind of recommendations around content, so for people that are are maybe newer to the space, they don't have kind of go-to resources in their field, um, helping them along that journey? Absolutely, and it's one of the things that we are
2: planning on introducing this winter and spring is, uh, you know, content recommendations. And okay. what we realized, though, is that about 20% of the time, you know, a white-collar worker uh, spends at work, they actually spend consuming content. So the low-hanging fruit is actually activating those people to share what they're already engaged with. And then um, use, you know, some of these recommendation engines to to both tell people who don't know where to start where to find content, but also augment those who already red- or with those who are already engaged in content with uh, content that they may not have discovered otherwise.
0: Right.
1: Okay. Hey, so I'm curious, how did you guys get together? How did you meet, and uh, how did this collaboration start?
3: I think, uh, like all stories, we were discussing this before we began recording, I believe. At least I hope we weren't recording, because we said some really damning things in there
1: well yeah, we're good at yeah. editing here at the the cool team, so.
3: good good, good. Right. No, 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 I'm, I'm totally joking but how did we meet so uh, a friend that i met on twitter years ago introduced me to two friends that she's working with who uh, i got to know them got to befriend them and we were working on a project that uh didn't really take off but i, I absolutely love these two people and they said ted you gotta meet vidar not only is he doing something amazing with Metal, but he's, his values and yours align perfectly. That's, I'm all about the values. If you are not coming from the right place as a human being, I don't care how cool your company is. So so sure, I Skyped with Vidar, and I hadn't really paid attention to Metal before that. And He's like, you need to just try this. Here, let me show you. And that's it. He just showed me what, what Metal is. Now, I'm a guy who spends about three hours writing a blog post, uh, maybe one a week, because I've got other stuff to do. But blogging builds my personal brand. So I started in 2006 right after releasing my first book, and uh, ever since then I've been blogging. It's time consuming. I found metal, and all day long I'm reading stuff, and all of a sudden I can create a metal off of, a, of an article, off of a post. I can find it off of uh, I can create a metal off of a YouTube video, off of a tweet I actually took somebody's little tiny tweet and turned it into about, you know, 200 words, which is kind of opposite <laughs> of what most people do. I, I fell in love with the tool. And so then I was coming up to New York. That's where I met you uh, for the first time, Craig. Right. Coming up to New York, and, and that's near where um, Vidar is in New Jersey. And we got together. and He just said, you know, we've got this really great company. Let's uh, let's make something of it. And that's it. He did not have to sell me hard at all. I love metal. I'm like that. You guys know the hair club for men, (laughs) (laughs) which clearly you can kind of tell I don't use, but the guy, the president of the hair club for men says, I, I'm not only the president, I've been a customer, like, you know, my whole Mm -hmm. life or something like that. Mm -hmm. So I feel like that I'm the hair club for men guy with metal.
1: Well, so that, that does sound like uh, a lot of fun stories that I've heard, uh, entrepreneur seeks out influencer to help sell a cool product that they're using and bam, magic happens. I like it. Uh, all right. So Ted, let's tell the story briefly about how you and I met in New York and what that was all about.
3: Yeah. So, so Craig, the way that we met was awesome uh, for the listeners. So IBM reached out to about thirty of us, and, and uh, with different backgrounds, but many of them with a uh, you know an online social presence, and said we want to make you one of our VIP futurists. Which I'm sorry, um, you can call me a futurist. I'm not about to. It's kind of like calling yourself handsome, right? Correct. So anyway, <laughs> uh, IBM flew us into New York. It was wonderful. And uh, they, they gave us a three-day gala event. We saw the Watson um, you know, building and what they're doing there. We did a design lab, which was really, really neat. So we that got some cool. experience with what IBM is doing. Really, really great uh, you know, event from top to bottom. One of the good things, though, was that we got to meet each other. And Craig, that's how you and I met. And, you know, let's face it, thirty people in in a room for three days. Some of us are gonna click and some of us are are not gonna become lifelong friends. And that's totally cool. Like nobody was nobody was bad. But with you, Craig, I just I just said to myself, you know, I like this guy. I wanna do something with him down the road. And that's it.
1: And I'm handsome.
3: And absolutely and a gorgeous <laughs> and a futurist. You're very cutting
0: edge. Is there going to be another hair club for bed plug here somewhere? Oh I, I feel that coming on. It's so bad. <laughs> um,
1: yeah. So uh, interestingly enough, uh, it would have been great to have metal in my toolkit during that event because there just wasn't time to post all the cool stuff I wanted to post and all the neat things I was, I was seeing. And... I wish that I would have been able to, on the fly, even bookmark and capture more of what was going on. And I think metal is great for that. What I've seen, for myself at least, is most of my bookmarking type of apps or save for later or reader type apps, you know, they're, they're actually not real easy to search. It's not super convenient to find what your thoughts were about that at the time. And, uh, and and metal seems great for capturing that. It's M E D D L E, by the way. And what's the uh, what's the website? It is
2: it is M E D D L E dot I T. So uh, metal dot I we, T. We're trying to to say that what you're doing is you're meddling it. So we want you to meddle um, it as often as you can. <laughs> and, and but the, oh. the the interesting part here, actually, listening to some of you you're talking here, is that we we designed this tool initially for people who did not know how to blog or didn't have the time to do it. But we have found um, that people like Ted, who have no problem creating blog posts, actually have been um, using this tool more than we expected, just because they understand the value of content. And, and they don't have to be educated on the value of having frequent content or having content with a perspective. So. Um, one of the things that happened, uh, you know, was that as soon as we launched this, uh, we got a lot of traditional bloggers who said, "I'd love to use this just as a front end to my blog. I would love to, you know, for my blog editing and authoring. I would love for this to be just how I create blog posts, um, to and and have it integrated with my regular workflow." So we're actually. Working on extending Metal now to integrate with WordPress, so that these people like Ted, who um, already have an online presence, can easily make this part of their toolkit that integrates into the current online brand and persona and places. And um, and, and uh, we're going to, uh, you know, continue helping people who are not like Ted. But Ted is going to definitely uh, be a great example of how you can do this whether you are uh, time-strapped or not uh, creating long-form and short-form content uh, using our platform.
1: Let's face it, most people are not like Ted.
3: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's a very good thing. Even even my children would agree with that. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so,
0: Lars. Yeah, Vitor, when you think, you know, one of the things that I like about Metal as I've been digging into it is if you go to somebody's profile you can see right away what topics they're blogging about, or they're they're influential about, they're sharing. You know, do you have the capability to go in and search the platform for people that are influential on a particular topic that's relevant for you? So, kind of using it to find people who may be blogging about business or fashion or, you know, IBM futurists. Absolutely, and
2: um, one of the things we're doing now um, is starting to build indexes around Uh, what the people on our platform are influential around and we measure that by how often are you being quoted, retweeted, shared, how much traffic are you getting. We built the platform in a way where this happens automatically so when you create a blog post or a medal through our platform you don't have to worry about how should I categorize this. We have invested in something called natural language processing that basically analyzes your comment in, in the source, and figures out, OK, well, this one is about cloud computing. This one is about gardening. Yeah. And, and uh, we, we just want you to very quickly being able to share a perspective of something you read without having to think about, what is this category? How do I organize this? But on the back end, we use this data about what this topic is really about to uh, start organizing not only content on our site, but starting to measure who's influential in gardening or in cloud computing. And uh, so um, yeah, we're trying to use technology to make it simple for people to create content without having to think about organization, without having to think about how does it look on Google versus uh, LinkedIn versus Facebook versus Twitter. We automatically optimize your post to all of those networks so that we can take away you know, a lot of the barriers to, to entry for a lot of people who don't understand social media or content, but at the same time, make it very fast and convenient for those who do. Um, but on the back end, we have this data, and, and, uh, and it's, a, it's, a, it's a big part of our vision in the future to be able to use this also as an influencer identification platform uh, around specific topics.
0: Yeah, and the, uh, the recruiter in me hears that and gets excited, because uh, I could definitely see recruiters using the platform to find influencers in different topics where they might be hiring. Heck um, yeah. and Ted, quick question for you, You know, the, the IT in Metal it, you know, the metal.it that it, it is a very big thing and you've obviously got a lot of experience across you know blogging and social engagement and your it pool is quite massive and I'm always curious from a curatorial standpoint what is your process what is your workflow for for finding and consuming and you know we know how you're sharing content now but the first stage of that the finding and consuming how what is your kind of workflow for doing that
3: Yikes. Okay, if I had a workflow, this would be an easier question to answer. <laughs> so here's the thing. Uh, my when we were writing a World Gone Social, which is my latest book, came out in September. Um, my my co-author Mark and I, uh, we my my personal favorite example company is Valve. It's a mm-hmm. video game company, and they have uh, a quite you know open and and transparent um, handbook on what it is to work at Valve, the whole thing, New Employee Handbook. And one of the graphics in there that I absolutely love, I wrote a medal on this, by the way, is they like employees to be shaped like a T. And what that means is deep and expert in something, but very broad in many other things. And what I find as an author, as a speaker, as a futurist, is that uh, surrounding my my uh, my expertise and my, my thoughts on business leadership, which is where you know I, I um, center my, my intention, with a broad range of things that kind of feed into that. That makes me a much better, uh, you know, expert, if you will, on business leadership. So it's uh, when I go looking for content something catches my eye and indeed that's why i like twitter so much because it's so great for add and you just see a little link with a tweet telling you to read something and you go and you read it and half the time never mind you don't even finish it you move on the other half of the time there it is new york times science section and and uh you know i've got something on politics in the middle east just Zoom, zoom, zoom. And if I find something that I think that a business audience of you know, leadership, I, I mostly just talk to the, the C-suite. If I find something that they're going to find of value, mm. okay, then maybe I'll meddle that if right. I've got an opinion about it. And one of the things that I really love is economics because what does economics say to the business world? Not in a very narrow sense of quarterly profits, but in a very broad sense of, wow, the world is changing and here's a trend you need to be on top of. Metal allows me to share something that is officially off topic without spending my entire day on it. That's incredibly valuable for me.
1: At this point, guys, we do a little go around the horn and talk about um, any other tools that we've been playing with that we like. And, uh, And we talk about any music that we've been listening to that's inspiring us right now doesn't have to be new could be whatever you want uh and so think about that for a second lars and i will go first <laughs> uh so we'll do it in this order a, a a cool tune and then a cool
0: app so lars do you want to start out um yeah i would love to start out so my uh, my cool tune is uh, the new album by Imagine Dragons. Actually, the whole album isn't out, but they've released a couple tracks. And uh, I'm actually I'm a big Imagine Dragons fan. You know, their first couple songs I was like, eh, I'm not so sure, but I saw them at Life Is Beautiful festival uh, the year before last, the first year of the uh, festival, and they are phenomenal. And uh, so I got into them, and now I'm uh, I'm a fan. So they got a new album coming out. They've released two tracks uh, that you can check out now. And uh, my app or technology is a, an app I recently downloaded called Moment. And uh, I was actually uh, introduced to Moment by a great article on uh, NPR of all places talking about uh, mindfulness and distraction. And, and the premise of the article was that, you know, humans, human brains are supposed to be bored from time to time because that's when they search themselves for, that's when you actually get very creative, when you don't have all these distractions. And with smartphones these days, we're losing our ability to be distracted. We're losing our ability to be bored because no matter if we're not doing actual work, we're looking at Facebook, we're looking at Twitter, we're looking at other things, we are rarely completely unplugged and bored and allowing our minds to wander. And so the Moment app actually is something that uh, you can download. I know they have it on iOS, I'm not sure about Android, and it will track the times you pick up your phone each day and the amount of minutes you spend on your phone each day. So you can actually trigger it to give you alarms if you don't want to be on it for more than X minutes. Uh, I don't know anyone who would do that. I'm not going that far, but from a data point and just an awareness piece, um, I found it pretty interesting so far. So Moment is the app. Very cool. Yeah, I I find myself –
1: Missing a lot of phone calls and text messages on purpose for two or three hours at a time when I'm actually having to do work because <laughs> I'll put my phone in my pocket and turn off the ringer and people get frustrated with me. Why haven't you answered my call? Well, I, I'm, I'm not on your schedule. I'm on my schedule, right? right. I, think, I think Moment would, uh, would help me sort of track those times a day that I'm actually productive,
0: which I think would be great. Cool. that's cool how about you what uh what's in your your playlist and your app rotation
1: yeah so um song i've been listening to recently is called call me by saint paul and the broken bones uh it's just a kind of a jamming tune it's a little jangly and uh it's a little uh silo sounding uh it's very cool um And the app that I've been playing with is called uh, Show Me. It's the Show Me app, and it allows you to use a picture or a video on your iPad and draw on it and talk about what you're drawing and pointing to and then share it with anybody. They don't have to have the app or even an iPad to share it with someone. And basically, you're sending them a short demo video or descriptive video. Think about being out in the field somewhere and something's broken and you need to uh, send a picture of it to your manager and describe what's going on who's in a remote location and the manager can draw on it, send it back uh, and talk through You know what he's pointing to in, in the video or the picture uh, with comments. It's very cool. Show me app is what I'm checking out. And of course I do a lot of training for companies, and this has actually proven very good for me because people send me questions all the time. How do I do this on LinkedIn or how do I do that on Instagram or Twitter or whatever? And I'm able to actually take a screenshot and point to click here, right, and talk them through it. Uh, It's great. Somebody asked me just the other day, this is funny, how do I delete a post of mine on LinkedIn and how do I block someone? Now, I didn't know the context of this, <laughs> but I could understand the There's importance. There's a story
0: behind that request.
1: <laughs> there absolutely is. So. <laughs> so, uh, but I was able to show her real easily uh, how to do that. Here's where you click. And it's kind of hard to describe on LinkedIn, right? Yeah. You have to click on that little tiny arrow under your name next to the view as blue button. Nobody even knows where that is. So Show Me app was helpful there. Cool. All right, Ted, you want to go next?
3: Boy, you know, you guys are really putting me to shame because I am, I'm not a Luddite. I love technology, as anyone might imagine, but I don't use it very much at all. What I do instead is somebody tells me something really cool, and that makes me use it. So I'm going to give the, uh, the technology hat tip to my daughter, who uh, my 10-year-old got this little thing. All she wanted for Christmas was a robot that you control with your, with your iPhone. Um, yes. The, the ads were all over before Christmas. It was um, called Spiro, And so uh, we bought her the Ollie, or actually, <clears throat> sorry, Santa, bought her the Ollie <laughs> um, version of that. So the second product they have. And Ollie, it's the coolest thing. So you have this little glowing robot. It's just a round thing that goes all around your floor based on how you control it with your iPhone. It's remarkable. So, And she uses it with her Kindle because we haven't given her an iPhone because we're good parents. So, um, so the neat thing is that um, you, know, you, you actually improve. You can do more and more tricks with it as you improve. So it's not just a complete waste of time. You're actually learning some kind of tech skill. I love it. And sadly, about a month after Christmas, she stopped using it too much. I use it all the time. I'll use it for a five-minute break between now, you know, phone calls. So I'm, gonna, I'm gonna probably do that as soon as we're done, you guys. Uh, and and the music that I so I'm kind of I love Imagine Dragons, good one. And I'm I'm a little bit disappointed though in general with recent alternative rock. I like stuff a little bit edgier and angrier and less kind of you know, uh, I don't know. So anyway, uh, bring so back Nirvana. I I love Nirvana. And uh, I just started listening to, uh, I just bought the album, Violent Femmes, the, you know, the very oh, yeah. First one. Um, I just bought that yesterday because I said to myself, I loved this in college. I haven't heard it probably since. And they're awesome. And they're great to, you know, like I, I exercise. It's great to kind of give me a little adrenaline as I go. And they're funny.
1: They are funny. That's a fact.
3: All right, Vidar.
1: yeah down so, to you, uh, my friend.
2: I'm gonna break the rules a little here and I'm just gonna say that I spend most of my time listening to John Coltrane and Miles Davis. I awesome can't get out of the sixties jazz. Nobody can really create that kind of innovation. The the only other innovation that I've kind of found is still like, you know, twenty years old, a lot of the electronic music from FX Twin and those those kind of guys. So that's kind of yeah. what I've been listening to. And I'm trying to find somebody who does something interesting, and I, I, I haven't. But that's just me being both arrogant and ignorant at the same time. <laughs> and...
3: It's a common combination. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. <laughs> um, but as far as apps are concerned, this is kind of funny. I'm going to kind of follow up with Ted, went, which is that for um, I also can talk about my daughter, because for Christmas she got something similar. She got something called Little Bits. Which is this um, uh, toolkit that allows you to put together electronic circuits, and uh, like her father, she likes to invent stuff. You know, she sees me all day working on innovations and startups, so of course she thinks that's normal, and and she comes up with these ideas that you know she's nine years old and she's got two cats, and she would like to come up with an automated cat feeder that has a motion sensor that automatically does this and that. So she's been talking about you know making blueprints of how this would work, and we bought her a little bits, so now she can actually put together circuits to do these things. It comes with these kind of sensors, motion sensors, sound sensors, pressure sensors, lights, this and that, and it's connected to the internet, too, so that you can remote control some of this from your iPhone or iPad, which she does. And I think this is really cool, because I, I don't like apps Um, at least for my kids, that are passive, that are kind of lean back experiences. These are apps that require her to do something and she feels so accomplished that when she does something that she actually went on YouTube now to create her own channel where she puts her inventions up for others to see. And then when she realizes that she doesn't have an audience, she was like, okay, I'm going to create a video now asking people to bring me ideas because I think that's how you engage your audience. Uh, and get an audience. So I was just, she's got it down, the mechanics of it, so I'm very proud Papa on, on every respect. Yeah. <laughs> well, oh, that's, that's, cool. that's pretty
0: impressive for nine years old. That's quite impressive.
3: I just wrote that down for my, both of my daughters. Yeah, so do you know what the website is to get this?
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah. Little LittleBits
1: is littlebits.cc Okay. Cool. All right, so it's metal.it and we encourage you to go uh, check out the app um, load the Chrome extension and start meddling today Ted Koyne and Vidar Brecky thank you for being here today Lars as always uh, thanks for being here as well we will see you next time on the Cool Tools
0: show. Bye everybody. All right, take care everyone. <laughs> all right.
3: Okay, that was That's not... funny. I apologize.
0: Oh no, that's, that's what... all right. I, I had a hunch there was some sort of an accent there. I didn't quite I was I was almost going to go like Quane or you know, Quany. I mean, yes. Now,
3: yeah. So, let me tell you. There are a lot of uh French people who have told me that it should be Quane and that I'm an ignoramus for uh <laughs> Oh, yeah. And For, the uh... Luddite. <laughs> Goodness.
0: <laughs> we're, we're, we're piling on today. We're piling
1: on. There's a little background. Ted and I were together uh, at the IBM Thinkathon. So I've got a whole bunch of favorite podcasts on NPR, right? Uh, but that's a good one. Have you guys been paying attention to Serial?
3: No, I, I know of Serial because everyone knows of Serial. Right? Yeah. Right?
1: It's it's pretty good. It's pretty amazing yes. what they're doing.
0: Have you gone through the whole series, Craig?
1: Uh, no, I'm halfway through. Okay. Okay,
3: don't tell me the ending. <laughs>
1: yeah. Well, so you know that uh, the, the series is produced by Ira Glass and, and This American Life. Yeah. Which is pretty know. cool. And Lars worked with Ira Glass and has some fun stories about him literally running down the street when he was uh, just a pup and all all kinds of things to go live, catch a story
0: uh, (laughs) for the news and other fun things. It it was just a real place to walk the halls and just hear a voice and be like, oh, hey, that's Robert Siegel or whoever else. So yeah, maybe maybe Ari Shapiro, Ari Shapiro, that's, you know, he kind of looks like he, uh, like you think he'd look.
3: He looks like an Ari Shapiro.
0: He looks like an Ari Shapiro. He he's awesome. He's probably my favorite guys, um, my favorite reporters, just because he's he really mastered, um, figuring out Instagram and Twitter and Facebook and kind of weaving them into his storytelling. So he was actually, bringing yeah. he, he was building his own brand, in an incredible way along with NPR. And just, um, I just I always used him as the best practice within NPR to say like, look at what he's doing, you know, yeah. do do that because uh, he he's got it down.
1: Yeah, so Lars was in charge of building the employer brand for National Public Radio and started the famous hashtags that now people all over the world are using to share stories on Instagram and Twitter. And uh, so he's had a lot of fun with that stuff and has transitioned that into a brilliant consulting career where he now does that for various clients. And he and I do some work together, workshops and things like that. And it's, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Yeah. So, um, how
0: did you guys hook up? <laughs> yes. Yeah, so we, um, you know, we met at a HR conference probably four years ago, I think, and um, you know, we knew each other from Twitter, but we hadn't met live. And we met, and because we had that kind of Twitter foundation of our relationship, it was a it was a warm meeting already. And once we got to talking, we realized that we had a lot of common interests, whether it was music, whether it was technology, whether it was mobile. We just, we you know, we hit it off. and became fast friends, and. Uh, from that moment on, it was always like, all right, let's find things to do together. And so he he helped me with projects when I was at NPR and I was just starting to build the employer brand there. Uh, it was somebody that I kind of you know sought out expertise, and, uh, and then we did some we collaborated on some conferences that the, he runs called TalentNet, which uh, which was awesome. And then we had the idea for this podcast, and the podcast was really you know we're both tech geeks, we both like uh, technology and companies, innovations and, and you know, places that are doing interesting things in the space. So the podcast didn't really have a regular cadence. We just said, hey, when we find a cool company, let's talk to them and let's record it. Let's make it a podcast. And that's really kind of how things got started. It was really as much for us as for anybody else. <laughs> yeah, it, it really was. It's true. Yeah. You know, the, the Twitter story, how we
1: met is funny. I posted, a, uh, I posted the link to the video for uh, Foster the People's Pumped Up Kicks. Uh And Lars saw it and immediately posted um, a just recorded live video of Foster the People doing a Tiny Desk concert at his office at NPR It hadn't been posted anywhere yet. And he said, yeah, you'll like this. And uh, I was like, holy moly, I have to go there. And so, yeah, yeah, now I've got my picture in the Tiny Desk concert set and got to tour the offices with Lars and, and do all kinds of fun things. And that was really cool.
3: Wait, but Tiny Desk is, I would imagine, is in Washington?
0: Yeah, yeah it's in the headquarters in D.C. So yeah. Craig, Craig was out in town for a conference and uh, came by for a tour. And, you know, it, the, the tour has to include a Tiny Desk visit. So Oh, yeah. Oh, that's awesome.
3: Yeah, that's cool. it is cool.